today on The Breakdown. What do you do when you have a hand like Ace Queen and you flop top top? And everything seems to be going really well. And then on the turn, you get raised. What do you do with a hand like that? What should you be thinking about? Well, Andy from Live at the Bike had this exact problem. And we're going to break down this hand that he was in right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Were you trying to do Ira Glass there? No, it felt it a little, wasn't. a little different, a little more N- NPR like. I, I wish I was going for that. Actually, I was just going for something different. Period. Not, not anything in particular. It was different. It was yeah. like, it was kind of like those shows that Ira Glass does. It was like slightly inquisitive. Yeah, no, that you're right. Also, he'll often start something like, you know, uh, so you're sitting there with Ace Queen, and you don't always really know what you had for coffee and what breakfast you're gonna have tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's terrible. Often, that's often how he starts. Terrible, terrible version what, of What you had for coffee? <laughs> didn't, you have, was, didn't you have coffee for coffee? <laughs> you didn't, and that's why you're not sure. You accidentally had orange juice for coffee. <laughs> what, how does he really start these things? You know, He's like, so maybe, you know, Jeopardy. It's a game that everyone loves. You're watching Jeopardy. He sometimes does it in that sort of, that sort of nah, tone of voice. I don't think so. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing to open like Ira. I'm not going to try. I'm going to try. Okay, go ahead. Montana, 1994. Who's the biggest cowboy? Is that, it you? That is it's, not, not anything like what it's he It's you. Does. You're the biggest cowboy. Have you never listened to This American <laughs> no, Life? No, I haven't. I just made that oh. up. <laughs> so wait, you're rating how I'm doing on Ivor Glass. You've never yeah. heard the show? Yeah. You're doing, you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hey, you know what? It's been a few weeks since we've done any uh, breakdowns of our openings of the breakdown, so I'm glad we're back to thank, breaking down thank everything goodness. about the show. Thank, thank the Lord on high, because I've... I've been wanting to do that. I miss that. I miss yeah. the breaking down. I, I think we did a podcast yesterday, which you guys will have heard by the time this comes out. And I was surprised you didn't break down the opening, and I was a little sad. Sometimes I don't break down the opening. I can't be so predictable. No, but I'm glad we're back, at least for this one blessed moment. Yes. <laughs> we, we have our patch of sunlight. Yes. And it is fleeting, as is, <sighs> as as is, is all life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the breakdown. It's a show about <laughs> poker. <laughs> You're but a ghost wearing a, a skin mask we are. on a rock hurling through space. Welcome to the inevitable march towards infinite sorrow yes, and, and nothingness. <laughs> um, okay. Anywho, yeah, let's so talk about the hand. Related to that, it's uh, Live with the Bike. We're playing 2550 over here. Yep, that's a cash game. It is a cash game. We got uh, we got a guy named Andy who has no last name. He's like Cher, we're going to assume. I think his uh, online poker handle is Andy in SD. But that may not be correct. Okay. And then we got Garrett Adelstein, who's, you know, done stuff before. I think it's Adelstein. Okay. Adelstein? Like Edelweiss, but Adelstein. I don't know what Edelweiss is. What? What is it? It's a song. German song. By who? An old person from a long, long time ago. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. You don't know this, really? No, I'm not. Wow. No. Have you never seen a movie before 1998? So you're telling me, let me think of a movie before then. Pulp Fiction contains yeah. that song. Have you ever seen it? Is my question. Yes, I've seen, answer, I've seen no, Pulp Fiction. You clearly have not. Hunt for Red October contains that song. Uh, that movie's good. That movie is really good. Crimson Tide is also good. Crimson Tide contains that song. Speaking of nuclear submarine movies. U5, hey. U571. <laughs> Is that contain that song? I think it may. Okay. I think it may. You know, like maybe in uh, Sound of Music, they may have it in the Sound of Music. All right. Something. So let's get to the hand. Okay. Sure. 
So we're playing 2550. We got this guy named Andy, whose last name is not findable online for some reason. But he's like a live at the I think they call him anyway, a live at the bike legend. So he plays a lot and okay. does the things. In this 2550 game, we're going to be really deep stacked. Andy's got $34,425 in front of him. Yes. So that's a lot of money. Yes. What's Adelstein sitting there with? About the same. Okay, so we're talking like 680 blinds deep? Yeah. Woo! That's incredible. That's very deep. Yeah. Um, Andy is going to start the hand in middle position with Ace of Diamonds, Queen of Spades. Yep. He's going to make it 175. Okay. guy named Armenian Mike calls. Live of the Bike loves to give people names based on a culture, whether or not it's their culture. Jonathan's unsure. I mean, it may also be that Armenian Mike wants to be known as Armenian Mike and Israeli Ron similarly. So, like, one of them started it, and then it probably became a thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't know what I don't know. Let's not get into Live at the Bike origins. Does All American Dave play on Live at the Bike, and that's why he's All American Dave? Dave's All American, man. It's not All American Dave. It's Dave's All American. It's definitely All American Dave's. Dave's All American. You want to bet? We'll I bet on the want, air so I everybody wins. Always want to bet. All right, man. hundred bucks. No. Why? You're so sure? I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, I fine. Just to five dollars. Five dollars. Then why would I do that? Why would I give away money? <laughs> five, I could just hand you five dollars. Five cents. Do that five so cents. Badly. Let's go. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, fine. Uh, Armenia Mike calls. He's a garbage human. Doesn't matter. That's not because of his hand. No. Or his later actions. In the no, hand. it's because he's Armenian, obviously. <laughs> 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 Clearly, I'm kidding. Um, he calls. A guy named Nick calls. Garrett Adelstein is in the big blind with King Deuce offsuit. King of Hearts, Deuce of Diamonds, and he calls. Yeah. You could consider folding this even though you're getting a good price. I mean, this is... The current question I think that's being asked um, by a lot of players these days is, am I just calling with everything now in the big blind when a bunch of people call? There's all this reverse implied odds, but I can now now my range is almost infinite. Like I can I fold the bottom like 15% or 10% of my range. I'm just calling with everything else. I'm calling with 9-5 off, calling with any king, any queen, any jack. Like am I just do, is this the thing now? Because apparently Garrett, Garrett Adelstein thinks so, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean... Maybe your reverse implied odds aren't so bad when you're actually this deep effectively. Like, you, if you're a good mm. player, you can't get yourself in that much trouble flopping one pair. Right. Like, you don't have to call down when you flop a king with yeah. no kicker five ways or something like that. But, yeah. you, but the other side of it is, like, it's really hard to hit a big hand, right? Yeah, with a hand like King Deuce Off, yeah, it is. And it's really hard, by the way, to make a lot of money. If, if it's like you, you flop a full house, it's hard to get paid. Right, it's just hard to get paid. Yeah, if you and if you flop two pair and you are in a really big pot, you might be in trouble. Yeah, so it's just so it's, but I guess also maybe it also comes down to what you think about everyone else. If there's a bunch of callers and you think, yeah, those guys are going to put in way too many chips or call too light or something like that, that's another reason to give yourself a chance to flop a big hand. Yeah, and maybe when you're this deep, you just want to take shots against the other effective stack of 680 blinds, like. Whatever. I'm going to play every hand I can with Andy. I don't care if I'm out of position. I don't care what my cards are, basically. I'm calling because we're so crazy deep. It just doesn't matter. Maybe. It's not, it's not impossible. Works both ways, though, obviously. You could obviously very reasonably just fold this hand and no one would say anything. Nonetheless, Garrett decides to call. Okay. So there we are. We're four ways to the flop. There's 700 in the pot. The flop is queen of hearts, deuce of hearts, four of spades. And we have the king deuce of diamonds, correct? No. King Deuce offsuit. Right. It's a pretty clear call with King Deuce of Diamonds. We wouldn't have really discussed it. That is for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, fair enough. This is pretty straightforward. Um, so, Queen Deuce 4. And so that means Andy has top, top. The other guys have hands that are meaningless. Yeah. And Garrett has bottom pair and the backdoor second nut flush draw. Right. Um, so, it checks around to Andy, who bets 375 into 700. 
It's a relatively small bet, even though it's more than half the pot for a cash game four ways when we flop top top with a flush draw on the board. Usually you expect a little bit more, but it's fine to bet, you know, it's in some ways it's all the same, right? I mean, we could bet 500, charge a little bit more for the draws. But they're all calling this flop. If they're if they're coming along, they're coming along for one bet right now. Anyway. Right, but we want we want the, them to pay more. We have a good hand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, it may just be also that he thinks uh, there aren't that many draws. It's not that wet. There's hearts, and that's it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean there's, there's three, three five, five, which isn't going to come up very often. And I mean, five six might call for this price. When... He's betting enough to fold out. I think gut shots, except maybe Adelstein specifically, because with players behind you, it's harder to call with a gut yeah, shot. Yeah, true. But Adelstein could decide to call take one off of the gutter if he wanted to. Yes, he could. Absolutely, with the effective stacks being so deep. I mean, I think if we have um, ace three or ace four, we're su- oh, sorry, what is the flop? Ace three or ace five? Ace three or ace five, thank you. Um, we're supposed to call for sure. Yeah. Even though it turns out hitting an ace ain't going to help us. It'd be bad for us. But still, we're supposed to call in that spot. So, yeah. I don't hear you say ain't very often. Did I just say ain't? Yeah. Hitting an ace ain't going to help us. Oh, yeah, I did. It's not a normal thing for... New York levy to say. Wow. Is that like a anti-Semitic comment? No, no. It's because you... Because, uh, what? No, it's because you you come uh, from New York and... Uh, and Jews speak well. How dare you? <laughs> I wouldn't expect Jonathan Levy coming from New York yeah. to say ain't. Oh, I don't say it very often, actually. No, but you are wearing a leather jacket, which many people who wear leather jackets might say ain't. Oh, um, that may be true. Yeah. Um, what is ain't a contraction of? Is not. See, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Because that would be isn't. Yeah. But it's also ain't. Yeah. A- am not. Are not. It's. I think it's are not. So let's put that in context then. Okay. <laughs> he are not going. Yeah, the ace point. are not going to help him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got me on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to back down from everything I accused you of and let's continue. I think you should say ain't forever, though. I like it. Okay. I might. I think you should also start saying y'all. I think you should do a whole Texas thing. Whoa. So Texans say ain't? Yes. Who's racist now? You, probably. (laughs) I'm not sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Who's more likely to be racist? The guy with a leather jacket or the guy without the leather jacket? The guy who just said my something like my New York values were like. I did not say New York (laughs) values. I never said that. Well, we're really skirting the line a little bit today, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, why not? You know, we're yeah, the, it's a fun day. We're the poker guys. We can do it. Yeah. Hopefully, the audience likes us. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Me too. All right. So, y'all, um, the flop is Queen of Hearts, Deuce of Hearts, Four of Spades. Okay. Andy's bet three seventy five into seven hundred. Two folds to Garrett at Adelstein. Adelstein. Adelstein in the big blind, who decides to call with his King Deuce, which makes sense. We're deep. He's got a Deuce. It could be good. And he has back doors and he can prove. Right. I mean, it's one of those spots where we don't want to put a huge amount of money in on the turn and on the river if we don't improve. But a lot of times it's going to go check, check, and we're just going to have the best hand. Sometimes we could decide to hero. A heart is good for us. A king is good for us. A, a deuce is good for us. It makes sense. Yeah. So um, before we get to the turn, I want to talk to you about a place where you can find your lost dreams. Is that Disney World? No. Disneyland. I, it's Disneyland. No, you, you don't find dreams there. The one in California. It's a lie. It's all a lie. The one in Florida. The one in Orlando. I, you know, I was there once, and I saw Goofy go to a different room, and he took his head off. It's not even real Goofy. What? No, it's not even the real Goofy. Wow. I don't know. I think the other ones are probably real, but Goofy, for sure, not real. So, yeah, they, they have a fake. What happened to the real Goofy is the question. I think he's probably he probably died in, like, the 70s, and they're just trying to yeah. keep it going. Maybe he's the real Walt Disney. Did you ever... Whoa. 
Yeah. Wow. I just did that. Anyway, the place that you can find your lost dreams <laughs> is Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Everything is a bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? You know, life goes on. Uh, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, of course, is where the poker guys play. If you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, which is, by the way, very easy, yeah. you get to play in exclusive poker guys only tournaments, sit and goes, and other things that are going to get cooked up in the future. Absolutely, Grant. Yes, absolutely. That's a noodle, my friend. Also, of course, moves at the speed of Bitcoin. Which means five to ten minute usually deposits and withdrawals. A long time is like twenty minutes. It it's, sucks when you have to wait twenty minutes for your withdrawal. I know I'm super annoyed. We win a tournament for four Bitcoin, which is a lot of money right now. It's like twenty two five. Yeah. K. Yeah, so you win that. You probably don't want to keep it all on nitrogen, right? I mean you could, but I understand why you wouldn't. And there's yeah. no reason to. You can just pop it off and pop it back on later if you yeah, want. Yeah, most anyway. people if they win twenty two thousand dollars on an online poker site, they wanna withdraw that. Yeah. I think and that's fair. I've you know I've been in that position before. Yes, you have, and you've failed it. And drawing. I never got the money. That's, this is of course not on nitrogen. No, this of course is it's not. Lock poker. It was on lock poker. Who yeah. are horrible people? And they still um, owe you how much money? Eighteen thousand. Yeah, no so. big deal. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, nitrogen they me, sports. Hey, they owe me like four k also. Yeah, nitrogen sports poker room is not like that because they right. do not use any system but the Bitcoin system. They don't have any internal processing. Nothing is in their oversight. They just allow the Bitcoin to flow in and out using Bitcoin addresses, which is why it takes only 5 to 20 minutes to deposit or withdraw. You know what we call that in parlance? Finding your lost dreams? A competitive advantage. Oh, a competitive advantage. That's yeah. a competitive advantage for nitrogen for sure, because yeah. even other sites that use Bitcoin as a method of withdrawal or deposit still have some sort of BS internal processing, and it takes at least 24 hours yeah, if you're we, lucky. We if you're like lucky. BS and internal processing stuff like let's go you know it's ours give me the damn money am i right right and that's what you get at nitrogen along with really great software no sign up details besides username and password and you get to play with the poker guys if you use the link in the description gotta use the link in the description. i don't see what's wrong with that let's go let's go all right so back to the hand let's do it all right so we're so, going to the turn right yeah we got a queen deuce four two heart board with garrett having king deuce and andy having ace queen the pot is 1450 and the turn is the deuce of clubs. Yep. Now, I already sort of spoiled in the opening what's going to happen on the turn, at least to some degree, right? Oh, did you? I was, I was busy just listening to the artful way you were opening oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're thinking about process, and I love yeah. that. Yeah, I talked about what happens if you have a hand like top, top, and you get raised on the turn. Yeah. So, so I'll let everyone know that's probably going to happen. And you could see there's a reason Garrett's going to raise on the turn, because he turned trips. Yes. It's a good, good card. It's a very good card. Yes. So Garrett checks. What do you want to do as Andy? I want to bet. Yeah, that seems normal. I mean, Garrett does have deuces in his range because he's in the big blind. Sure. But he's got a lot of draws in his range, too. He's got the gut shots in his range. He's got queens in his range as well. He's got all of the queens. Yep. He has king deuce off. He has all the queens. 100% of the queens, and he's going to call with, I would guess, pretty much all of them on the turn anyway. And he's probably going to, he's either going to call or fold with a flush draw, depending on what the flush draw is. Yeah. Both are fine. Yep. So he's got straight draws, flush draws. Worst top pairs, other pairs. Middle pairs. And once in a while, he's got a hand that's beating us. But yeah. it's of that range, like how much of what percentage of it is hands that are beating us? It's so few. Right, because you would have expected to hear from a set on the flop a lot of the time. At least some of the time. Yeah. yeah. And two pair. I mean, he can obviously have queen four. Yeah. We wouldn't have to worry about that. We, I mean, it's unlikely to raise right now, queen four, right? But because um, it's losing to aces, kings, and uh, pocket fours. And it is likely to have kings. raised on the flop also. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Um, and I guess while Andy himself can also have a deuce, whatever. I mean, I just don't think there's much to be afraid of at all from Andy's point of view. I think it's a very clear bet. Okay, I agree. So he does. 
Uh, he bets nine fifteen to fourteen fifty. Just hoping Garrett has like the dream is Garrett has king queen right, and he's just yes. gonna have to pay off. King three queen barrels. pretty much has to call on the turn anyway. And, yeah, and, and probably and probably the river. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think really long and hard about it. Um, he's giving hearts and straight draws the wrong price to call. Yep. Um, they might call anyway because implied odds and things like that. But hearts, it's gonna be hard to get value on the river. Yeah. Unless they decide to turn their straight draw into a bluff, which is actually not the worst idea. Right. Straight draws actually I think are easier to call with here because you aren't as sure when they come in or not. It's not as obvious, right? Yeah. So I'd almost rather call it the straight draw than a heart draw. When we're this weird. Deep. Yeah, when, when we're this deep, right? Yeah, I get that. And then you can rep hearts also if you feel like exactly. it. Exactly. Like I'd be donking a lot of rivers, I think, yeah. whether I have it or not. Okay. So what do you want to do as Garrett? Andy bets nine fifty. We've okay. turned trips here. Well, this is an interesting spot, right? Because we have two. We have the path forks right now, right? We've got our like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is actually going to do again, yeah, pretty soon, but and it already has done. Rolls with the punches that Bitcoin. Yes, it it really seems to. As we're and as we're recording this, Bitcoin is right near its all time high. Yeah, woo, we're loving it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's a forking path here, and there's two. Really interesting possibilities. I think it's going to be important for us to discuss both of them pretty in depth here. So one of them is we call. Yes. Because obviously we're never going to fold. But So we can call and not play a huge pot here because even though we have trips, what we don't have is a full house. What we don't have is even the best trips. If we play a really big pot, I'd be very concerned about getting action from hands that are significantly worse than ours, right? Right. Like, maybe we can get called by worse deuces, but how many worse deuces is this guy going to have? Almost none. All right. So, so let's, let's do some pros and cons. Okay, great. So what are the pros of calling? The pros of calling are we don't sort of value the hell out of ourselves. Right. We don't end up giving Andy $34,000 when he has queens full. It's going to be hard to get all in. We're yeah. so, so deep, right? When he has queens full... If we raise to 3,300, because he made it 1,000, right? 950, yeah. Nine, okay. Even 3,300 is a little big. Like Maybe we get 3, 3K. He decides, I'm fast playing my queens. Let's say he does that. He makes it 8,000. We call the river. He's going to bet another, what, like 17,000. We're actually still going to have some money left over. But whatever. We're putting a huge amount of money. every, And every time we're behind, I think we're almost always going to put in a huge amount of money, right? Right. So, so that's a problem. That's a pro of calling that we don't end up like that. Correct. Another pro of calling is we protect our calling range. Very much so. Right. Um, those are two really good things. Uh, are there any other obvious pros of calling? Uh, no, I can't think of a really good one. I mean, yeah, beyond protecting our calling range and protecting our stack. Uh, so let's let's talk about the cons of calling. Well, the most obvious con is we cost ourselves a huge amount of money the other way, right? Like, yes. Andy has a good hand. Andy has aces. Andy has kings. Andy has ace queen. He's gonna or a big draw hearts. He's gonna strongly consider calling a raise and then maybe call the river depending on sizing and stuff like that. So right. we miss out on a, a massive opportunity for a big pot. There's a lot of cards that can come on the river that are gonna kill action even if he has a hand like that too. If we just call right now, and those and those uh, cards also might beat us. Like Andy could right. have ace jack of hearts here, right? And so we're going to be in a spot where on the river, if, if a heart comes off, we have the king of hearts. That's cool. But if we check and Andy basically can decide to turn his hand to a bluff, which is going to be tough on us, he's going to, but he can value every time he wants to, he can, he can value us and we're probably going to have to call and he can check back all his good made hands like aces, kings, ace, queen, and not have to put any more money in when he's way behind like he is. Right. So that's all kind of bad. Yeah. So how do we weigh, there may be more things too, but even how do we weigh those two sides of it? You know, like... I think it comes down to your opponent. Yeah. Um, so Garrett decides he likes the con side of calling. 
He does not. He doesn't want to call, and he raises. Yeah, he raises big. He makes it five k. It's an interesting, interesting idea. So, I kind of love this side of it. I think. So here's what he accomplishes by making it five k. Yeah, he's gonna fold out the draws. Except the monster draws. Yeah, except maybe ace three of hearts, ace five of hearts, hands like that. Maybe also like, I mean, ace king of hearts, I would expect to call as yeah, well. Yeah, probably. Like, you know, like maybe the nut flush draw will find a call in position. Yeah. But I don't know that anything else is going to. Ace really. four of hearts, the four is the non heart. Sure. The four is the non heart. Because it was queen four. Oh, deuce, I see what you're saying. Right. Hearts. Pair and a flush draw. Yeah. Yeah, you probably feel like just like you kind of have to call any kind of monster draw, fine. Yeah. But beyond, but like an open edge straight draw, can't call. The nine ten of hearts can't call. I don't think. I don't point. know if like the ace seven of hearts can even call for five k. Yeah, maybe not. You have to have more than just the ace and on a paired board. Yeah, yeah we probably just throw it away. Yeah, fair enough. So, first question about this raise: What is Garrett repping both sides? Like, what are his bluffs? What are his value? What is semi bluff stuff like that? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say these are two guys who play a lot, right? These are like. Garrett plays a lot. I don't know if he just plays on live at the bike. I think he plays other things, so I think he's yeah. somewhat well-known. Um, and he plays on live at the bike all the time. They have a lot of experience. So they both know that Garrett is repping at least a deuce, yes. but that he absolutely doesn't have to have it. And he's the one guy who's supposed to have a deuce if anyone can have a deuce, right? Right. Like, Garrett doesn't also have ace-queen when he check-raises this size. Right. Yeah. So Garrett kind of has deuces and better. Trip yeah. deuces and better, and usually a good deuce, not just like a mediocre deuce would be my guess. Do you think Garrett could ever play aces or kings this way? Yes. I think he has the ability to do it, and Andy doesn't, right? Because Andy Andy has so few deuces in his range Yeah, compared to Garrett, who has so many in his range, right? As yeah. we see, he's, he called with king deuce off. He has all the But has Garrett the would the then have to just call preflop with aces or kings four ways. Oh, that's a great point. I wasn't thinking about that piece yeah. of it. No, you're right. That makes it almost impossible. But it is something that is possible. Like, yeah, good players will mix it up like that sometimes and just be willing to lose the pot. Yep. I mean, Garrett, it's not completely impossible that he could even have a hand like queen four in his range and play it this way. He might check call the flop because he knows it's heads up and check raise the turn when the deuce pairs. And he's like, I'm losing aces and kings. But besides that, I got him. Well, it's, not, yeah. it's such a bad time. To it raise. is a really bad time. When, when the, I don't think he's going to do that, actually. Probably I think he's not. just going to call. Okay, never mind. Right. So we're repping basically pocket fours, queen Deuce, or any uh, pocket fours and trip deuces. Yeah, any plus. deuce or pocket fours is the majority of our value. And right. we also, of course, sorry, go ahead. Our semi bluffs are all of the flush draws, combo draws. Yes. Maybe um, maybe we have straight draws too. Maybe we have hands like ace three with the ace of hearts in there. I think I th- was thinking, yeah, like gut shots are really, this is a great card to check raise a gut Especially shot. if we have a big heart with it so we can rep the hearts on the river. Yeah, I mean, we can do it either way, but it makes it much easier to wrap yeah. up with this. Yeah, if we have king three instead of king deuce, I guess we wouldn't have called on the flop. No. But if so, right, so we need to have a gutter. Anyway, so it's, yeah. So it's, so when you say a big heart, it's really just the ace of hearts. Yeah. Okay. Like ace three or ace five of hearts are, are good check raising, or with just the ace of hearts. I love it. I mean, I yeah. think that's a fantastic play and something you should be doing sometimes in this spot, right? Yeah. So... That's what makes it kind of great when we're talking about what, what is Garrett repping and what are they both thinking about this hand. They both, I'm sure, are aware that Garrett might make this play on this board with hands that are not value. Yeah, you could, do least, it with, you could also do it with 9-10 of hearts, hands like that. Right. He can yeah. do it with all sorts of things because he can have the deuce, and Andy. it's really hard for Andy to have a deuce. Yeah. Now, he makes it big, which is interesting, too. Right. So I think part I, I mentioned part of what this accomplishes, is, which is like it puts a lot of pressure on the draws. Yes. The draws that you don't really want to be able to see the river 
if they're going to see the river, charge them too much. So they pay too much to see the river, at least. Yeah, they're either going to pay too much or they're just going to give up because they think, like, sometimes he has a full house. What yeah. am I even doing? Like, I'm going to call to, like, get there and call a huge bet on the river, another 10K on the river. And, like, it's just such a disaster. Like, it's, for for example, against the ace-seven of hearts. Let's say yeah. Andy has the ace-seven of hearts. Either he's going to fold, which is fine, because Andy's probably not going to put any more money in if he misses on the river. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to call. Which then we can like it sucks when a heart comes, but when he when a heart doesn't come, we just made a lot more money. If Andy decides to call with a seven of hearts, right, absolutely. Then if we just call and then Andy misses and decides to give up, right, he might bluff, but with ace high, he might not. Yeah, right? he might, or he might just give up anyway because he feels like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, so I think a lot of it uh, accomplishes that, and then on top of it, we have all of these bluffs in our range because we have a range advantage, and both players are aware of that. Yeah, and so Andy is kind of. In a spot where it sucks to call with a hand like ace-queen, or any queen, really. He probably has to treat all queens the same. I mean, the way to, the way to do it, though, is to think about it in terms of distribution. Right, right we can do that. But beyond that, I, I think in terms of you know absolute value, queens are all the same. Yeah. Ace-queen is the same as queen-three here. And yeah, so Garrett's putting Andy in a tough spot with a queen or an overpair, yeah. where Andy's kind of forced to call the turn and reevaluate on the river, even though it's such a big size. I mean, part of the coolness of the sizing is it also polarizes Garrett, right? It isn't like he makes a small check raise where, you know, maybe he can have some other stuff that, like, like he's got a monster, he's got a big draw, or he's got a gut shot kind of a thing. Yeah. And it also, like, is sort of saying, like, there might be a big bet coming on the river, buddy, so watch yourself. You know, it feels like that's part of this bet also, right? Right. And that's another thing Andy has to consider. But also maybe it's like, why are you trying to make it so scary if you're so strong? Like, I yeah. might think that and, like, be... I think we kind of have to call with this hand, personally. Yeah, it's interesting. Andy did double barrel and bet into four people on the flop, so his range is pretty strong here. Right. I mean, but, like, how many better hands do we have that we are have, not, like, insta, like, let's go hands? We have aces, kings. We have queen, queen, four, four. Maybe we can have... Ace, deuce, suited. Ace, deuce, suited. Yeah. Right. Um, so, queen, queen, four, four, ace, deuce, suited are, like, no, nothing to think about. Yeah, right? like we're never folding those. Hands. Right. Um, then we've got aces and kings, and we've got ace queen. Those are the next three hands. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're really close to the top of our distribution with ace queen. Although, wait, if wait, I think I say no, that, you, but then you mean the bottom? The bottom? No, 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 no. Because we have a lot of other hands that we're betting here. Which, like what? Um, hearts. Right. Sure. Um, it's possible we're betting some pocket pairs we- below a queen. No, we're not. It's absolutely possible we're trying to charge the draws. I guess we could. Absolutely, but... and we're just going to check back the river if we get called. All right. I don't know if we're going to bet hearts every time either. I mean, like, we can get a free river card. It's true. But we might be trying to push a guy off. A guy who's going to call with, like, bottom pair on the flop, you know, so he can have a four. He can have all sorts of things. Yeah. It's not, it's not a terrible idea to bet again. But you could reasonably check, too. But we're near the bottom of our value distribution. Yeah, we are. We actually are near the bottom of it. I mean, we have all the queens, though. Like, we said ace-queen, but there's also king-queen, right? There's queen-jack, might. Queen we might ten. check back queen-jack and worse. We might. That's true. Because we think, like, well, king-queen. Yeah. Um, we're going to bet king-queen, though, right? Yeah, I think we bet king-queen. We but... might. Yeah, queen-jack's close. Yeah. I think it's reasonable to bet queen-jack. But, again, we're probably going to check that back on the river. Yeah. Like, almost always. Yeah, ace-queen is a lot better than the other queens in this specific spot. Yeah. It's a significant difference. Yeah. So, all right. And he's kind of forced to call, we think, right? I think he is. If we think Adelstein just is the kind of guy who's going to really have bluffs here, which we, we must think this, yeah. right? Then 
I don't see how we're supposed to fold, even though he, I'm not loving the sizing and what the implications are for the river. I don't want to have yeah. to call 10K on the river with one pair, but this is a tough spot, man. And this is, this is you know, another one of these tough strategic moments that happens all the time in poker. You have a good hand. You flop well. You get to the turn. You get check raised on a card that shouldn't be that big a problem by a guy who you're not sure. It isn't a guy who always has it kind of a thing, you know? And it's I like, mean, it, it can be a problem against the big blind. It can. Yeah. It's true. But like that was the that was maybe one of the safer. If the board had to pair, I mean, obviously we'd take a queen. Yeah, that'd be good for that's us. That's better. But you know, like I think we prefer the deuce to the four. You know. Anyway, I'm just saying this is like this is a tough spot. Well, he decides to call. I think it's fine to call. Yeah, the pot is now eleven thousand four hundred and fifty. It's really gotten big here. I mean, that's. I mean, that's over. That's over two hundred blinds. But they still have like thirty k back or something, right? Twenty. Twenty eight. Twenty eight or so. Yeah. In fact, it's twenty nine. I remember it's twenty nine k. But it is a uh, over 200 blind pot. It's already big, and we have to believe, as Andy, a lot of times Garrett's going to bet the river. Yes. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, either if he's bluffing or if he isn't, he's going to bet the river, which is a reason to fold the turn, actually. Now, but it's also a reason to call the turn if we think he's got a lot of bluffs. The river is the four of clubs pairing the four. So yeah. now it's queen, four, four, deuce, deuce. And the announcer on Live of the Bike says that might help Andy. And I think what he means is it makes it easier for Andy to fold, which I disagree with. It should, I mean, I don't see how it helps Andy. The only way I could think it helps Andy, and this is unlikely too, is that it slows down Garrett a little bit because now another card paired, you know? Yeah, like maybe maybe Garrett decides to check a deuce because Andy could have a four, but I don't think Andy's betting a four on the turn. I don't think so either. No. And I don't think, and it's the only four he's ever calling with is the ace four of hearts, right? Yeah. And to be clear, um, I say I don't think this helps Andy get away from it because I don't think Garrett has any one pair fours in his range when he check races the turn to 5K. It's really hard. That seems kind of absurd. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, to be fair, the guy's announcing on the fly. He might not have thought about it too much. Right, he isn't taking 45 minutes to talk about one hand. Yeah. Like some people. Although when we do poker time, we do it on the fly, and we're always perfect. Yeah, well, we're we're better than that guy. Oh, of course. Whoever that guy is. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) All right, maybe. Anyway. Anyway. Garrett does something interesting here. First, he decides to bet, which I think is the right play. We're not really worried about a four unless it's the four of hearts. Well, we decided to take the forking path of higher variance, trying to play a big pot, and hoping we have the best hand. Now, does the four help or hurt us against Andy's range, I guess is the question, because before, Andy was a lot more likely to have 4-4 than he is now. That's true. Right? Like, twice as likely. Yep. But now... Andy has the four X of hearts in his range. However, those might be easy checks on the turn because we have the draw, the board just paired, and we have showdown value. Yeah, I think they probably are. So we don't have to worry too much about the four X of hearts. So in general, guess. we don't. it's not worse for us against Andy's range. It might be better because it removes a lot of four four from his range. I think so. All right, so that's good for Garrett. And yeah. I think betting is the right play here at Me this too. point. At this point, like I think we, I mean, look, I mean, if we check and he's got his beat, he's going to bet. Right. Once right. once Andy's called the turn, he has at least king queen or queen jack probably at the very bottom of his made value, and then his worst possible draws are probably the ace high flush draws. Okay, but let me ask a question about. We're saying we should bet as Garrett. I think we should, but there's a problem we're not talking about. I'm saying you know Andy's going to bet if we check, but we've got you know three x the pot here, don't we? I mean, how much is in the pot? The pot is eleven thousand four hundred fifty. We've got twenty nine k effective. Like if we bet. 8,000, and we get raised, are we just going to fold? I don't know. It's going to be a really tough spot. If we bet 11,000 and we get moved in on, uh... I, my con- I think 
what outweighs that is that Andy has so many checkbacks with hands that he might consider calling with. Yeah. And he's going to check back an overpair probably at this point. Um, I think he, I think he is too. Yeah. So it seems like a really strange move not to. Right. So we're concerned about getting value from that, which are far more likely than hands that are beating us at this point. I'm just wondering what our plan is. If we make it 8,000 and Andy moves in, are we folding? Well, I guess we don't have to worry about that. Garrett decides to take that out of the equation. Yeah, he does. He bets 24,000. This is interesting. Out of his 29,000. so There's 11,000 in the pot. If Andy moves in, you're just going to close your eyes and call. Now because, you have to call. Yeah, even though you're probably losing, but it's like whatever. Yeah, you've done it to yourself yeah. at this point. And now you're like, yeah, this is that forking path thing that I was worried about when he turns over yeah. two queens. And he's like, gotcha. Yeah. Or quad fours or something. Yeah, at this point, there's no folding, right? I mean, you're not going to make some sort of Daniel Cates-esque fold. For 5K, that yeah. seems absurd. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that play. So, so yeah, Garrett basically moves. He moves in without moving it, right? He basically says, I'm committed to this pot. Yeah, which I think, interestingly enough, maybe is based on what you're talking about. He doesn't want to be in that spot where he bets 8K. And maybe he can get called with a relative frequency that's, by, by worse hands, that's good enough to bet 24 instead of 8. Like, I mean, if I he so. If he gets called at least a third of the time, uh, as often, then it's fine. Right. And I, I think he will. Yeah. I think it's probably more like half, and if not maybe even more. better. It might maybe even be more. three quarters. Yeah. Like all the hands that, I mean, the hands that are calling it with when you bet 8K are heroing. Yeah. It's the same range of hands that are going to hero at 24. Now, they may not all do it, but how many are we really going to knock out? Because it's the same problem, right? Like aces, kings, and ace, queen have the same problem in either spot. And 24 looks more desperate, if anything. Like, please, please go away. Please. Like uh, Rob Young against Antonio like Spondiari. Rob Young. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the race to 5K is really big, and then this is humongous, and it's like, I miss my draw. Go away. Yeah. And um, that's clearly not what's up. And this is turns out Andy's in a really tough spot because yeah. we know that he's in trouble. I, got, I think it's at least three quarters as likely to get called by a worse hand as betting 8K. So that makes it clearly the right play. Like, I think, yeah, Queen Jack probably didn't bet anyway. King Queen is like, maybe we fold out King Queen with 24K. And maybe we even fold out Ace Queen sometimes with 24K, but we keep the other stuff. And we there. and at I the same know. time, we don't open ourselves to getting bluffed. We're, we're like, you know what? Like, yeah. you're not going to raise me off it now. Like. If it is what it is, like if right. you have a better hand than this, congratulations. Right. So I like it. I think it's pretty crazy, but pretty great. Yeah. But and pretty so crazy. Something kind of interesting starts happening, and I don't know if it's about physiological needs or if it's about a gameplay situation, but yeah. Garrett's got a big old bowl of pasta next to him, and after he makes the bet, very casually just turns and starts eating the pasta like a caveman. Like, he's just shoveling pasta into his mouth, but not paying any attention at all. It's as if he's not in the hand. It's weird because almost always if someone's eating and they're in a hand, they're still facing the felt, they're engaged. And yeah. Garrett really is not engaged to the point where, yeah, you would think the hand was over if you didn't know. Right. Because his he's turned away from the table. Yes. Like, he's, like the, the food is like behind the dealer and he's like facing the food. Yeah. The whole time while Andy's thinking and tanking or almost the whole time. It's weird. Often this indicates strength because people, when people start eating, it's like a sign of comfort. Like you're in the middle of a hand, it's a sign of comfort. I hear that. At the same point, I was wondering if it was weakness because, because of the turning away thing. And it's almost like trying to avoid the gaze because people hate the gaze, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like more comfortable to just like be away from that um, as opposed to like normal eating. Right. So I don't know. I mean, he was obviously strong, so yeah. it doesn't seem like that was in play. It might just be that he was really, really hungry. I mean, he downed the hell out of that. And then, by the way, he finally finishes, yeah. drinks some water, and then 
turns back towards the table and sort of slumps as if he's been shot. It looks like he's been shot in the back with an arrow. Yeah, that's yeah. what Grant said when we were watching the video as well. Yeah. And uh, and then just stays there and doesn't move for another minute or so while Andy's deciding. But the, the whole eating thing is very interesting because it's a cash game. It's not a tournament where, like, every hand is crucial. You're, there's got to be time for you to eat. I honestly, this would make me more want to call when he does this. It you think it's just him trying to avoid being stared down? Something. It reminds me a little bit of when Jason Mercier was... Uh, in his EPT final oh, table, and the guy moved in, and the guy like walked around and drank what fake drank water, drank from an empty bottle of water. Yeah, like if we saw that, it's it's easier, right? But like was sort of moving and like occupying himself and doing all these things. And it feels a little bit like that to me. Yeah. Or also in the um, the EPT where the kid said, "I have to go pee pee," and like walked around and sat down next to a friend of his um, in the stands. I mean, I guess that was super strong. Yeah, he was super strong. That was there. obvious that that was strong. Actually, now I think about it. But that was engaging while being weird. He was also giving all these reasons why he moved in, which yeah. were absurd, which is we're not getting here. Like, Garrett's not talking to this guy at all. No. He knows not to do that. And this kid's like, I have to move in because you're representing all, nothing at all. It's like, okay, you obviously yeah. have it. Garrett's eating like he's never eaten before. It's like, it's yeah. disgusting, actually. He might be super hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's weird. Against a guy like Garrett, you probably can't read too much into it. It probably doesn't mean one thing yeah, or another because he's he's a pro. He plays all the time, you know. And it against, like, sorry, go against ahead. an amateur, you can read more into it. But the read for me against amateurs is more at the beginning of a hand. If an amateur is eating and enters a hand, oh, yeah. their range is stronger than their normal range. Of course, right. Yeah. Or if they're like stacking chips, a huge pot, yeah. and they like play the next hand that's right. different, right? Classic tells. Of course. Yeah. Um, but this is not that. This is like... I mean, we, when we were watching it, I actually said, from Garrett's point of view, he's done. Like, he's yeah. already made the decision. He knows he's insta-calling if, if Andy shoves, and he's just eating because he's done. And he right. doesn't think about it anymore. It's no longer his hand. He's done with the right. hand. And, and honestly, when he's done eating, he then goes into this other pose, which he's clearly done a million times, and yeah. is comfortable being there, and he just can wait that way, too. So I don't, I don't know if there is anything to it, except maybe he's trying to level Andy. I don't even know. All right, so what do you want to do when you're Andy now? I want to rewind back to the turn and check. Yes. Do that? Do they? Will they let me do that? No, I don't think so. Because then Gary can bet a thousand on the river. I can call, and assume I almost always win. I can even put in a little baby race, if I feel like you know I'm just crushing his range here. Oh no, when the four pairs actually, he would bet. I would call that. Yeah. That. Um, I'd roll my eyes and call. Thought I got beat by the river, and then found out I made a great check on the turn, and that would be that. Yeah, but instead, I'd like to only lose a thousand in this hand, please. But guess what? That ain't happening. Oh. Twenty-four thousand. Yeah. I don't know what to do as Andy. I mean, I honestly don't know what to do here. What do you think? Okay, so what are the bluffs and what are the value? Let's do that. Okay, all the all the draws missed. All of them. Yes. All the hearts, all the straight draws. Let's start everything. with the value because it's easier. Okay. Um, I don't think we can really put queen-queen in there because of preflop. I agree. I think we can put any deuce in there. Okay. I think we can put quad fours in there. Yep. I don't think we can put any other fours in there. Nope. So, so it's any deuce. Which is a lot of hands. Quad fours, which is one combo. That's it, though. That's it. But any deuce is a lot of hands. It is a lot of hands. Yeah. It's probably not truly any deuce, right? It isn't seven deuce off, right? He's not Probably he's, not. He's not calling with that. It's not okay. eight deuce off. It's not nine deuce off. It's probably... But it's a lot of deuces. It's probably like queen deuce off and better, I guess, and then all the suited deuces. Maybe even jack deuce. He might put... Since yeah. he's a call with king, he might call with a jack. And then definitely every suited deuce. A hundred percent every suited deuce for sure. So that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of combos. And of course, six deuce and better. I would assume the other way. Six yeah. deuce, five deuce. Right. Um, yeah. So okay, three deuce. Uh, that's a lot of value. It's a lot of value, and the misses are all the hearts, 
all, all the, the straight gut, draws. All the gut shots. And maybe all the gut shots. It's hard to imagine that it's just complete air, that he just flatted the flop with complete air out of position I mean, Andy to Benton make to, a check raise. Andy Benton to three opponents. You're yeah. not going to make that play with complete air. I agree. And also, if you're going to make the play, you do it on the flop. You wouldn't call to hope he bets the turn again, like yeah. showing even more strength, and then check. Yeah, raise. complete air is not in there. Okay. So the bluffs are like the ace three with the ace of hearts, ace three of hearts, mm-hmm. um, ace five with the ace of hearts, including ace five of hearts. And then all of the flush draws and maybe 5-6 and 3-5? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. So that's still a decent amount of combos, too. There are a lot of flush draws. Yeah. For sure, like all the king x of hearts, that's a lot. All the ace x of hearts, that's a lot. I mean, if we're giving him all ace-3 with hearts and all ace-5 with hearts, that's eight more combos. You know, 5-6, 16 more combos. 3-5, 16 more combos. We would take one out each time for the hearts, but sure. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot on both sides, I think, is the answer. Yeah, so I guess but the question betting, is how spending so much. How balanced do you believe your opponent is with this size? That that's what it comes down to, because I don't think we can solve it combinatorially. Right. That's the question. So it's uh what do we think about this guy at yeah. the moment? That's fair. Uh I don't know what to think about. I've never seen this guy play a hand until this one. So right. it's hard to know. The fact that Andy doesn't fold in the first few minutes, like thinks for a few minutes means he must think that Garrett's got a lot of bluffs, right? Yeah, and Andy ultimately does call. He finds a call for the 2x bet. That's a nice little pop for Garrett there. Yeah, that is nice. Now, Andy has to be right 40% of the time for this to be a a break-even call, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if he's right 40%. That feels like a lot of the time for this spot. Like, Garrett's going to have 40% bluffs here? Seems like a lot of bluffs. Yeah, it's tough to know. Because he's not going to turn all his hearts into a bluff. No. He's not going to turn all his straight draws into a bluff. No, of course not. He's going to turn some of those into a bluff, perhaps. Um, he, but he's probably going to play all his deuces like this and better. Yeah. So that's the problem. That like, is a problem. We lose a bunch of the bluffs as we go. But maybe Garrett's a crazy them. guy. Maybe we, like If he, Garrett's a crazy guy, then I think we have to call. Like we see on Poker Time, there's certain players, and we can name them. It doesn't matter, right? Action Aaron is a good example. Randy, those guys are kind of crazy guys. They don't necessarily make big check raises on the turn, but they make big plays at pots all yeah. the time. And you just have to hold on. Like in this spot against Action Aaron, for example, I would probably just hold on and hope yeah. I won. And turns out I would lose. And it right. would suck. I'd be like, here's your money. Well done. Yeah, so it might be a spot like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say it's a good or a bad call. Either way, it's hard to know without knowing more about Garrett. I don't think Garrett is an absolute madman just because he's a pro. And it's hard to be a, a true madman when you're a pro. Yeah. Like, you can be a little crazy, but you can't be insane. Calvin Anderson. True, but even he's, like, toned it down. Yeah, I suppose like, so. Like, most, most of the guys who were crazy have toned it down. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know either. That's a really tough spot. 2x the pot is such a brutal thing. I mean, this is cash. It's actual money. It's yeah. Like, ugh, like, I didn't want to play a pot this big with this hand, like, at all. I mean, there's metagame implications here, though, for Andy. Like, if these guys are going to keep playing together for a long time going to make it harder to bluff him which means he's going to have to fold in these spots more often but that's true but we just put in twenty nine thousand dollars to yeah. make it harder to bluff us that yeah that's does not a, seem like a good that's deal. a good point that's <laughs> a good point and it's about a 60k pot so can you just be like i'll give you eleven thousand dollars please bluff me less i'll just give it to you right now here's 11 grand don't bluff me so much so this is a 1200 blind pot yeah with one pair i mean yeah. uh, it's hard because we only have this hand and we see the cards of course so in some ways, it's easy to say you probably shouldn't be here with one pair. And traditionally, you wouldn't want to be. Right. But against a good player who's going to understand range versus range and understand the board and everything, 
and use overbets to his advantage. Here's the thing. We need to know for sure that Adelstein is capable of making a big overbet bluff. Otherwise, this is a bad call. That's the one. Yeah, I agree. We have to have seen him make like these kinds of bets and not have it. I imagine this happened. I don't know. I mean, we don't see it very often, yeah. even now. Yeah, it's hard pros. To like yeah. we just don't see it. So if he can show up, like we need to know that that's that's possible. Yep. Well, in the end, that's a huge pot for for a twenty five fifty game, sixty k pot. Unbelievable. And this is why you call it the King Deuce Off. Yeah. Right? This is this is the dream. Is you get to play a monster pot against Andy, and luckily he doesn't have you know, a full house himself and have you destroyed. Yeah. Or ace deuce and have you destroyed. Well, that's a chop. It is a chop, actually. On the river, it's a chop. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But, like, just really glad he doesn't turn over queen, queen, or quad force. On yes. The river. That is nice. Well, I guess he would have moved in first. But you know what I'm saying. Like, you really, you're really glad he doesn't move in. You're really glad he tanks because he'd move yeah. in quickly because it's 5K more. You assume, like, it's not going to take very long. Right. Um, you're like, oh, this pasta is going to taste a lot worse now. Yeah. It's like, I probably beat. I call. This is the worst. I pasta. hope you have aces and you're going for in crazy thin value because what the hell else? I'm never ordering pasta. Again. Maybe we should fold if he moves in for 5k more. At Maybe least I'm not getting it. the same toppings. I might order pasta again, but not not the same toppings. Should we consider folding? I don't know if I'm going to get the shrimp again. Are you going to answer this question or not? You're just going to avoid it. <laughs> no, I don't think we should. You don't think we should consider folding? The pot's just too big. I think it's too big. We're getting 12 to one. That's pretty good. Actually, it's going to be more than that too. It's going to be. 13 to 1. I guess. Like, just in case something weird's going on. I don't We think... could be chopping sometimes. Although, yeah, I guess we could... He would probably just call with Ace Deuce. Probably. The... Right? Wouldn't you just call with Ace Deuce? Yeah. Because it's like, well, the guy could have quad fours. The guy could have other shit. I don't know. The guy could have queen four or queen deuce and have me be It just that has way. to be something weird's happening like 7.5% of the time and we're fine calling. Yeah. The pot's just too big, I yeah. guess. And you don't want to make, as you said, the jungle man yeah. mistake of making the hero fold on the river when the guy moves in with no fold equity. Right. And it turns out he was bluffing. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I don't think Andy would do that. But I think the decision's made when you make a 24K. It has to be, right? Yeah. It has to be. I mean, should you just be moving in then? I Yeah, probably. I don't see get the, the difference. Extra, get the extra 5K anyway. Yeah. I don't know why he would do it that way. You should move in. Yeah. yeah. You're just giving away 5000 because Andy's going to call or he's not going to call for 25 yeah. or 24 or 29 Oh, good. We found a clear mistake. Yeah, there you go. Hallelujah. Although the other side of it is maybe he's like bluffed and this is like how he's bluffed in the past, right? Yeah. And so he wants to be consistent with that and show him it's the same. Perhaps. Well, that would be a reason not to do it. Yeah, I agree. But if we don't have that, I like moving in. I do too. Cool. But he didn't. He still made $24,000 in the river oh, when the made, pot was 11000 I don't think I would have taken this line, I'd like to say. I don't I don't know if I would have raised the turn. You would have never raised it to 5K. Never in a million years, and I certainly wouldn't have bet this much on the river in a million years. So, like, he made way more money than me, even as I'm saying he could have done even better. Yeah. Way more money than I would have made. If I had raised, I would have made it 3000 Pray I don't get three bet. I get called. I bet six sixty five hundred on the river. And yeah. I'm like, yay, I made $10,000. I'm so happy. Right. This guy went for the whole thing. And, and he, I, get, I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, good for him. High variance. Lots of pasta. Lots of Chef Boyardee. We should go eat some pasta now. I okay. Make it, I mean. Pasta yeah. time. Pasta time. Goodbye.